In today's show, we're going to look at all of the games from Martin Luther King Day on Monday. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Nine games for us to talk about here on Martin Luther King Day. And I'm going to preview the two games for Tuesday as well. Quick piece of news that doesn't involve any of the teams playing on either of those days. And that is some news on Karis LeVert. There was some talk from Kevin Pritchard saying that maybe he'll get to pick up a basketball in six to eight weeks, and then he'd have to ramp things back up. So we're probably looking at a minimum eight to 10 weeks away here for LeVert. I think a lot of paces people are thinking best case scenario is actually the playoffs. Now that's not great news for uh, Karras. Hopefully he's you know he's healthy is fine, but it's not great news to have him in fantasy under those scenarios. And if he's sitting on your bench and you don't have an IR and you can't just stash him, then an eight to ten week absence is too long. You can't hold on to a roster spot, especially when you know you're going to have other absences through postponed games or COVID illnesses or other injuries. You cannot deal with an eight to ten week absence for a bloke who's not even you know close to top thirty, let alone top fifty, probably top seventy, top eighty. And unfortunately, I reckon that means you probably have to move move on. That's what Pritchard said today. Maybe six to eight weeks before he picks up a basketball, and then you've got to get back into game shape and get back into the flow of things. So it does feel like that's a little bit of time away. Let's move into these games now. First game we've got here is the Orlando Magic and the New York Knicks. Feels like it was forever ago this game took place. The Knicks win it 91-84. That is a very, very low score. The Magic, of course, were without Fournier and Carter Williams. Aaron Gordon uh, had a rough couple of last minutes of this game, but the stats ended up being pretty good. 18-17-9. Two blocks. Unfortunately, 33% from the field, but he continues to show some growth as a passer, and his assist numbers are jumping up without Markel Fultz. Nikola Vucevic had 24 and 14 with two blocks, while Terrence Ross had another strong game. 19 points, four triples, three assists, and one block there for Rossi. Cole Anthony had that one good game across the weekend. Uh, Pretty rough here. Six points, five rebounds, one steal, one block, two threes, 17% shooting. Uh, we gave him the 7 to 10 days. If you want to move on, uh, I think I'll move on in a lot of cases here. Uh, I'm not, just not sure the upside. Like I'd want him to have a top 100 upside. I'm not sure it's going to get there consistently enough for me to care about. And Dwayne Bacon continues to start. God knows why. Two points in 27 minutes. He just is literally one of the worst rotation players in the NBA and should be nowhere near your fantasy roster whatsoever. Anthony in a points league is probably a little bit different. Uh, back to him. He did have, what, 19 fantasy points today, which is not a bad level. You want probably 24, 25 to consider him rosterable. rosterable. Um, yeah, look, if you want to drop him, drop him. But I wouldn't say that he is as much of a droppable player than uh, than he is in a category format. For the Knicks, Rowan Barrett Jr., 22 and 10. 
Hit all four of his free throws, 47% from the field. Missed all three of his threes, but some nice counting stats there for Barrett, who is pushing up. He's now cracked the top 150, which for a guy that wasn't top 250 last year, are some significant improvements. He's going to have some wonky shooting for sure. It's going to go back and forth. It's going to vary. And if you want to sell high, I understand that. Alfred Payton, yeah, 33 minutes for Alf. 20, 22, no, 12 points, four assists, two steals. 55% shooting. I said this on yesterday's show that Thibodeau said that he will remain the starter because they like the size he provides. And there's hard to see him just benching him outright. And that's exactly what we saw here. So while Peyton's playing like this, you hold him in 12-team leagues. And I don't care how much Nick fans will post on Twitter or post on Reddit or complain that they want quickly starting. I don't think that's going to sway Thibodeau. We still have to work Alec Burks back into the mix, mix, and that probably impacts Peyton. So maybe he becomes a drop then. But yeah, I don't think it's just going to be well quickly starting and playing yeah, 25, 28 minutes a game. As for quickly, 11 points in 15 minutes. Um, high usage again, 32% usage, but just didn't play in the second half. Thibodeau wants that defensive presence out there. So uh, yeah, As you can see by the final score, so much of the time he wants someone out there to defend, and Peyton's the bigger body and the better defender for as much as you want to shit on what he can do. He is still a, a much better defender and probably a player than quickly at this point. There's going. This is what I said with Emmanuel. There's going to be ups and downs. He'll have the big game and make you go, ooh, that's pretty nice. And then uh, Thibodeau will limit him. And it could get worse when Burks comes back. Now, I'd say Austin Rivers is probably going to be the guy that loses out. But I don't think Burks is coming back and playing just those 18 minutes that Rivers played. So quickly could be in for a bit of hurt. As we saw with uh, Obi Toppin, who played just the nine minutes. I don't want to hear any more about Obi-Wan. Surely, don't worry about him in a 12-team. Like it's, it's, I could not be more confident in anything in my life. Two points in nine minutes for him, while Mitch Robinson played 34 minutes, was a bit of a stinker. Six and 10 with a block for Mitchie. Nice game from Reggie Bullock, 13 points, while the double royal Julius Randle... Back-to-back, uh, -back, so he played 39 minutes, of course. 43% true shooting, 26 from the field. 69 from the line is real rough. Giggity. His shooting numbers have started to come back to the pack. He's the 37th ranked guy over the course of the season. He's still 18th in points leagues, dropping 43 fantasy points today. But again, it shows you the difference. Difference. The difference between someone who shoots poorly in a category league, how much it torpedoes them, and then when they shoot poorly in a points league, and it actually makes no difference whatsoever. Uh, I, I would. If we're talking about these guys, Peyton, yeah, I'd probably hold him. Barrett is maybe a sell high. Randall, yeah, you just hold him. And quickly, I'm, I am not convinced, as I've said a million times, that he will be a 12-team league must-roster type player. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you what's must-roster. Bet online, because we have got the NFL. I actually looked up to see who's in the AFC Championship game. It's the Bills and the Chiefs. And in the NFC... It is the Bays. It's Green Bay and Tampa Bay. I couldn't have picked that one. Would not have had any chance of telling you that was who the NFC Championship game is, but you're well, you're, you know more than me about the NFL. And if you want to put that knowledge to the test, there's only one place that has you covered, and there's one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Use that knowledge on the NFL, but use it on the NBA. That's probably where it really sits, and that's where it really sits for me as well, being able to get the winners, get the spreads, get your totals, and get your player props in as well. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's now go on to the second game, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks win at 108-97. Finally, it happened. Jared Vanderbilt started. I didn't know that they would do it, but they did it. 
29 minutes for Vandy. Only eight points. He's very low usage, but eight boards, three assists, three steals, one block, 75% from the field. He's not a shooter. He didn't attempt those shots. Now, he's not going to be for everybody, and this is probably just short-term while Towns and Hernan Gomez and Lehman are out. And when Lehman comes back, maybe that has an impact on Vanderbilt. But I think he's the most talented out of that group, Towns excluded, and someone that you should be at least looking at. In any 16-team league, he's a must-add. I would add him in 14-team leagues, and I would consider it in the short term for 12-team leagues. Someone asked me, Josh, you're hyping up Vanderbilt all the time. And that, it's not hyping him up that you've got to add him. It's just, just watch, because I think there's a real opening there at Power Forward, and he might have an opportunity. He's got the opportunity now. Let's see where we go with him. And this is what he brings. Some rebounds, really good rebounds, some defensive numbers. He gets some assists, and that's what he does. Malik Beasley had a stinker, 15 points on 29% shooting with four triples, five rebounds, and three assists, while Russell had 31 and seven assists and four steals. Big night for D'Angelo. He tallied 57 fantasy points. Uh, Vanderbilt had 31 fantasy points here. Again, yeah, an interesting short-term 12-team league player. Naz Reed had an okay night, nine points in 28 minutes with two steals and a block, which is okay replacing Townsie, but it's more 14-team leagues. Well, Oh, man, Anthony Edwards is bad. Uh, 12 points in 30 minutes, 31% shooting, no free throw attempts, no steals, no blocks, five rebounds, two assists. He's sort of, I'd say, living up to what I expected, and that is not a positive because I, I wasn't hugely into him heading into the draft. He is not a 12-team league player. Uh, in category leagues. In points leagues, he's not far off it, but he's still only averaging 19 fantasy points per game. He had 20 in today's contest. Josh Kogi. Uh, some foolishness from um, Ryan Saunders. Uh, we, we only played him 22 minutes because we wanted to match him up with Trey Young, and Trey Young had foul trouble. Yeah, that's cool. But Young uh, also played 32 minutes. So those other 10 minutes, did you just forget Okogi was there? Did you lose him? Like, what did you do? If you're going to match him up, and Trey's got foul trouble, uh, Trey Young's got foul trouble, and the guy whose minutes get limited is the guy guarding Trey Young. You can't make this shit up sometimes, I swear. Uh, Jarrett Culver, 7.7 rebounds and three steals. And at least he had some defensive numbers there. Nothing to write home about. For the Hawks, Clint Capella, 23 and 15, two steals, three blocks, 63% from the field. Capella is now the 71st ranked player this year in category leagues, 54th in points leagues with another 55 fantasy points today. He is, the minutes are real high. He is fantastic at the moment, really good stuff. While Trey Young, who was in my buy low show earlier today, I'm not sure you'll buy low after 20 and 8 with 13 assists and three steals. And most importantly, 92% from the line on 13 attempts. But the shooting's still not there, 38% overall. We'd hope for a little bit better, but this is a step in the right direction. 52 fantasy points, and he moves up to being the 30th ranked points league player. I'd also sell high on John Collins. 36 minutes, 15 and 7 with four blocks, but a putrid 13% usage. He's just lucky that he hit six of the eight shots that he took, and the four blocks are really, really useful and not something that I think we can rely upon at all. Collins is now the 75th ranked player in points leagues this season. He's the 69th ranked player in category leagues. Giggity! Um, and I'm not sure that he's ever going to get back to the top 40, let alone uh, you know, any higher than that. John Ray Hunter struggled a little bit early in this one, but came through strong in the end. 25 points with three steals and three triples in 37 minutes, while Fander Pants, Kevin Herter, had 17 and six with eight assists and four steals. He's really benefiting from the fact that Reddish and Bogdanovich and Gallinari are all out. So while he can be a short-term 12-team league player, I don't think that's anything long-term. Interestingly, Brandon Goodwin played 19 minutes, Rajon Rondo played eight, and Solomon Hill played 16 minutes, and Onyeka Okongwu did not play at all. So Lloyd Pierce going to a different rotation to something that I would have gone for in this scenario. Next game up, 
we're looking at something where I've got the absolute wrong graphics up there, so I'm going to change it. That's better. The San Antonio Spurs beat the Portland Trailblazers. They didn't just beat them. They beat them really easily. 125-104. DeMar DeRozan, 11 assists. Really impressed with his passing this year. 20 points, 67% shooting, two steals. A great night from DeRozan, who now is the 31st ranked player in fantasy leagues for categories, and he's 26th in points leagues. DeJounte Murray only scored nine, but had nine boards and 11 assists, while Rudy Gay, a real flourish. 21 points with five triples, and Paddy Mills had the same. 21 points with five threes. These guys have been hanging around the fringes of 12-team leagues, and that's what they are. They're stream options for 12-teamers. Well, Lamar Aldridge, maybe he's not dead. Now, he only played 24 minutes in this one, but it was a blowout, and they did get a little bit hot at the end with Mills and Gay. But 22 points on 59% shooting, it helps when you play Ennis Cantor. With some signs of life, I would try and sell high. He's never getting back to being a top 40 player, but I wouldn't be getting or accepting anything outside the top 100 for LaMarcus Aldridge. I think he can come in and be a top 100 sort of guy. And yeah, those of you who thought that he'd lost his job to Yucca Pertle and Pertle was playing 30 minutes a night, that just wasn't going to happen and it didn't happen, obviously. But on the encouraging side, Pertle played well. 22 minutes, 11 points, 7 rebounds, 3 blocks. This is what I hoped that Pertle could do in these minutes. Unfortunately, it just hasn't happened at all, apart from the last two games, but it's at least worth watching. A stinker from Calden Johnson, who had 10 points with very low usage, while Lonnie Walker, um, surely there's no one still holding on to the idea that this guy can be a good fantasy contributor this season. It's just not happening. Five points in 28 minutes. He's rostered in far too many 12-team leagues. You can move on. Damian Lillard for the Blazers had 35 points with six assists. That was 49 fantasy points in total. He's the 17th ranked points league player this year and up to 11th in category leagues. But it wasn't Gary Trent that replaced CJ McCollum. It was Rocket Rodney Hood who had scored 18 points combined before today and ended up with 21 points in 25 minutes. He hit two threes. But don't get sucked into Rod Hood. Don't get sucked in thinking, well, now he's a must-roster 12-team league guy. He shot 64%. He played only 25 minutes. He had two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. He's going to be that 14 to 16 team league guy. And if he doesn't shoot this well, and Gary Trent doesn't shoot as piss poor as he did, these minutes will probably switch. Now, Trent played only 24 minutes and had two points on one of nine shooting. Trent was fine to take an, a flyer on in a 12 team league, but I couldn't, I couldn't even explain to you how many times I've said, Gary Trent, if he doesn't hit shots, he gives you nothing. Like there is no, no backbone. There is no, backbone's the wrong word. There is no safety net there for Gary Trent. And if the shots don't go in, he gives you nothing. And that's exactly what happened. Shockingly, Ennis Cantor did not block five shots. In fact, he had zero. Nine, eight, and five for Cantor, who still is a 12-team league guy, but that early production from that first game was never going to be something to continue. While Harry Giles had two points in 15 minutes, don't count on Giles being a 12-team league guy. I just don't think it's going to happen. Only 29 minutes for Covington. Yeah, there was a blowout, but he had three steals. He had nine points, but you know, minuscule usage. I still think you hold him in 12s, and you stream someone like Carmelo, who had 14 points in 26 minutes and added two steals and one block. Mallow had 29 fantasy points, which was the second most amount on this Blazers team. I better give a quick mention to Derek Jones Jr., who had two steals and three blocks, and that is what he does. He provides defensive stats and nothing else at all. When you are looking for the part for your car, right, you can go, you can jump in your car, if your car even works, and you can go down to the local auto store, and you can ask for the part for one of the millions of makes and models of cars that are around, but they won't have it there. And they'll probably charge you through the nose. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. 
Everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and in their How Did You Hear About Us box, write Locked On so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Next game. The Phoenix Suns and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Suns were up in this one, and they choked it away. The Grizzlies win at 108-104. Uh, good game from DeAndre Ayton. 18-16 and 16 in 35 minutes with Dario Saric and Damian Jones out. They played him some extra minutes. He ended up with 42 fantasy points, but he's not a top 50 player in a points league so far this year. He's not even a top 75 player in a category league, Ayton, now. I think he can get a little bit better, but I, I am not convinced that he can be a top 50 player the rest of this season, Ayton. Chris Paul had a good game, 16 with 7 assists and 3 steals, while Bridges had 17 and 8 with 2 threes and a steal on the block. So pretty solid numbers. And they did make the change. They changed Jay Crowder for Cam Johnson. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. But the minutes didn't change. And Monty Williams said something, oh, well, you know, making that change makes it easier for me to play Jay Crowder uh, to close games. What? No, no, it, it actually doesn't. It really doesn't change any of that at all. So I don't know what he's talking about. Anyway, Crowder, uh, 27 minutes, five points, five assists and two steals, deep leagues only. Johnson, in 23 minutes, it doesn't change whether he's starting or coming off the bench. He hit two threes. Oh, that's great. That's what you can have him for. And then he doesn't do a huge amount else. I would have liked 28 minutes from him to see whether he could be a must-roster 12-team league player. If I added him, I'll give it one more game. For the Grizzlies, Ja Morant, 17 and 10 with two steals and a block. That's really good. And Kyle Anderson put up some solid numbers. Now, I worry more for uh, Anderson when Jackson and Winslow return versus Morant. Morant can actually help him. 10 and 8 there, two threes, two steals, one block. He's fine as a 12-teamer, but I think it will drop. And Brandon Clark, two steals again, 17 points, 35 minutes, 62% shooting. It was real rough from Clark at the start of the season, but he is rolling. I would still consider him a sell high. With no Jonas Valanciunas, Xavier Tillman got his first start, and it was just out of 12 and 6 in 29 minutes. I like Tillman quite a lot, and he's going to have some value for streaming in 12 team leagues while Valanciunas is out. Well, Dylan Brooks. Three points in 22 minutes, one of 10 shooting. I'll keep saying it. He is not an NBA caliber starter, and this team will be better off when he isn't starting. I don't know who they start over him, whether that will be someone like DeAnthony Melton, who unbelievably was out of the rotation. That is absolute foolishness from Taylor Jenkins. Uh, I, Melton's a clear 12-team drop, but I want to know what the hell's going on there. Uh, they could start uh, Grayson Allen. They could start Desmond Bain. But Dylan Brooks is not the answer. He just he just isn't. Gorgie Jeng had eight points. Uh, uh, by the way, transitioning that, Brooks, you can drop him. I have no problem dropping him in a 12-team league. I, I wouldn't be rushing to do it because the value is going to hurt when a lot of these guys come back, but he, he's not good. He's the 98th-ranked player in a, in a points league this season. He's 138th in category leagues, and he's had every advantage stacked towards him. You know what? I said you don't have to drop him. Nah, get rid of him. Don't worry about it. He's gone. Desmond Bain had 10 points in 22 minutes, while Jeng had 8 points in his 15. It was a strong game from uh, Grayson Allen. 16 points in 26 minutes with two threes uh, for Allen. So that's some strong numbers. 27 fantasy points, but realistically, not someone that I'm really caring about for 12s or 14 or probably even 16 team leagues at this stage. The next game, what a cracker this was. The Bucks and the Nets. The Nets win at 125-123. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
75% from the line on eight attempts. That's pretty good. 34, 12, and seven, two steals. He started off his first free throw. He went out there, and it was so short. He went, oh, no, this guy is way in his head. And then he proceeded to uh, hit six of the next seven, so that was strong. Middleton had 25 and four with four steals, and Holiday had 22, four, and six. So big production. And you see, in a game that matters, we got 34 minutes from Brook Lopez and 14 minutes from Punch Bob. That is what the Bucks. Now, the Bucks will play in many games that don't matter, and that will push Portis' numbers up. But you see him drifting now to not necessarily be a top one. He's 96, but yeah, in a couple of days, he won't be in the top 100. And he's out of the top 100 in points leagues, Bob Portis. I reckon his upside is so low that you don't need to hold on to him. Bit of a stinker from DiVincenzo. In a 10-teamer, I'm not sure I'd hold. In a points league, I don't think that he's a must-roster player. I'd probably be dropping him in a points league 12-teamer. But in a, in a category league, I'd still hold eight points with two threes in 31 minutes. While Lopez had 15 and seven with a steal and two blocks. For the Nets, Jim Harden, 34, 6, and 12. Man, I just I need to see what it looks like with Kyrie Irving. He looks so good at the moment. 56 fantasy points. I think he's going to be awesome. But there is that return of Irving on the uh, on the horizon. While Kevin Durant had 30 and 9 with 6 assists and 2 steals. And finally, a DeAndre Jordan game where he played a lot of minutes and played well. 38 minutes, 12 and 12, 2 blocks, 1 steal, 100% from the field. I would try absolutely to sell high on this. He has had some good moments against the, uh, the Bucks in the past. He had 35 fantasy points here. He probably should, he should be rostered, um, but I would try and sell high. Big game from Jeff Green as well. 37 minutes for Jeff Green. That's uh, absolutely wild. My name is Jeff. 14 points, four threes, six rebounds. He's got that 14-team league value, Jeffy, while uh, Joe Harris had 20 points and five triples. Nice value for him. The bench, ugh, it's rough. 10 minutes for Reggie Perry, 10 or nine minutes for Timotei Luwawu Cabro, 11 minutes for Landry Shamet, and 22 minutes for Bruce Brown, who have no business in 12s or 14 or probably even 16-team leagues at this point. Just real rough production from those guys. Um, but good to see that, that uh, big game there from DeAndre Jordan. Let's move on now. The next game we've got up is the Dallas Mavericks on a back-to-back against the Raptors. The Raptors went at 116.93, and guess what? He played a back-to-back 32 minutes, 23-9, two blocks and two threes. Amazing. Literally amazing. Coming back off knee surgery on for a guy that's had so many knee problems, you would think they just wouldn't have played him. But they did, and he played big minutes, and he was good. Doncic had a rough one, 15-7-9 with no peripherals. While Jalen Brunson was the surprise starter over, well, not over, instead of Josh Richardson, 13 points in 27 minutes. Trey Burke had 17, and Tim Hardaway was terrible. Zero points in 27 minutes on 0 of 12 shooting. Oh, man. Now, you'd have to think that the groin injury, which has kept him out the last couple, is impacting that, but that is rough as shit. And if he's not hitting shots, then he's not doing much. They played a little bit more of James Johnson. Um, they played James Johnson at center. He had 15 and 6 with a block. Corley Stein's value is going to absolutely just fall off completely when Kleber and Powell return. Even if he starts, it'll be you know, 20 minutes instead of 27 minutes. And even today, uh, the four fouls were an issue, but you know, not great production. Josh Green played 19 minutes coming off the bench while uh, Brunson had 13 points. For the Raptors, the wiki Chris Boucher. How good's this bloke? 25th in category league so far this year. 21 and 10 with three blocks. And then in a points league, he had, uh, what did he drop in there? Th- 47 fantasy points. He's creeping up to the top 50. He will be top 50 by the time the season is, yeah, in a, in a couple of weeks' time. 
One of the best uh, late round picks you'll ever find. Kyle Lowry, 23-9-7 with a block. And it's just great to see um, Nick Nurse trusting Boucher back to him because he just didn't at all last season. Even earlier this season, he didn't trust him. And now he's just unleashing him. The Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. OG. Uh, 13 and 11, two steals and a block. He's the 55th ranked player this year. While Van Vliet was a, that's a disgusting line. Six points in 33 minutes, but four rebounds, six assists, four steals. That's like when but when you look at that, right, and you go, well, that, that's shit house. But when you compare that to Gary Trent, if Gary Trent had a two of ten shooting night, he'd have six points and one rebound, and that's it, which is basically what he did today. But Van Vliet chips in in other areas. You might want to buy low after that sort of performance. Norman Powell, 17 points is good in 22 minutes. Not much else. Maybe that's... I should use that example because if he had had a 2 of 10 shooting off like Van Vliet, he would have had six points with one rebound because he doesn't do anything else. So he's more of a 12-team streamer than a must-roster. While Pascal Siakam, he is uh, struggling. 68th-ranked player this year, 19-3-5. He's had some good games, but the field goal percentage has been a, a problem for him at times. He had only 27 fantasy points. He's still a top 40 points league player this season. Aaron Bain started, played 11 minutes. Cool. The next game we take a look at, we've got the Houston Rockets and the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls win it on a back-to-back, 125-120. First game for the Rockets for Victor Oladipo, 32-5-9 with two steals. Awesome. 57% shooting. Awesome. John Wall was out. I would really see if I can get someone, swindle someone into a top 30 value pick for Oladipo because Wall will take some of that ball handling away. The Crucifix Christian Wood started this one out pretty poorly but ended with 30 points, 9 boards on 69% shooting. Giggity. Took a while. Uh, didn't block a shot. Um, but yeah, he, he, but his numbers, they are starting to come down a little bit. I think that's something worth monitoring. David Nwaba got a start. He didn't do much outside of the four steals. Well, Jay Sean Tate played starters minutes off the bench, 11 points and six boards. Eric Gordon, he did what Eric Gordon does, 21 points in 34 minutes. Shot the ball really well, 57, uh, 53% overall, which included 60% on twos. His two-point percentage is through the roof. It is going to come down. I think he's only a fringe 12-teamer. While it is absolutely impossible to justify holding DeMarcus Cousins, two points, zero of seven from the field. It needs a wood injury. That's the only way he's going to have 12-team relevance. They won't play him together. They won't limit what Wood does to play Cousins, so Cousins can go in most scenarios. For the Bulls, Levine, great bounce back. 38, 33 points in 37 minutes on 69% shooting. Giggity. Seven assists, two steals, and a block, while Markinen yeah, came down a little bit from his Mavericks game. And this is more what we've seen from Markinen in the past, 42% shooting, 18 and seven with four threes, which is fine. It's just not that level of production that we saw from him last game. Um, Levine did have 52 fantasy points here. Markinen had 30, while Garrett Temple was the spot starter for Patrick Williams with Williams and Porter both out. 13 points, two assists, and a steal for Temple. He has uh, He's a top 100 player over the last uh, two weeks, Garrett Temple, weirdly. Uh, more of a 14-team streamer. The Hammer, Denzel Valentine, had 13 and 8. He's a deep league stream ball. Only 21 minutes for Wendell Carter. That really, really annoys me, the minutes they're giving him. I think he's still playing pretty well, but 21 minutes is putrid coaching, but they won, so I it's hard to criticize. Uh, Thad Young had 12 and 9 in 25 minutes. I'm only looking at Young as like a 14-team league guy rather than a must-roster type player. Dan Gafford had a couple of blocks, but Carter is its clearly, clearly the better player. So I'm not really sure of what the hesitancy there is from Billy Donovan. The next game we look at is the Detroit Pistons. This was supposed to be the early game. It got pushed back for contract tracing and they contact tracing and they got it done. The Heat 113, the Pistons 107. Jeremy Grant, best player in the world, 27-4-6 for him while the Duke Wayne Ellington played 28 minutes. 
Good when you want to develop guys like Wayne Ellington, 24.7 triples. And the production's really good. Like That's really good. But what are we doing? Like Why are we bothering with this? That, that's fine. Wayne Ellington can shoot. Like, no shit. I know Wayne Ellington can shoot. Everybody knows Wayne Ellington can shoot. Why are we playing him 28 minutes? Derek Rose had 21 with four assists and two steals. He's fine in 12 team as well. 35 minutes for Mason Plumley. The minutes are an absolute roller coaster for this bloke. 15 and 7 with two steals remains a 12 team league player. Remember when Sadiq Bay was playing like 27 minutes and taking minutes at shooting guard and man, mate, wait till he takes over from Blake Griffin? He played four minutes. He looks trash at the moment. Look, he looks actually terrible. His fantasy value is not high anyway because he doesn't do anything outside of hit threes, but he is way off. And Sikul Dumbaya, at least he played, but he had one point in 10 minutes. Blake Griffin banged his knee at the end of this game, so we want to watch that. He was terrible. Five points in 36 minutes. If he misses time, I just drop him. I don't think there's any point in holding on to Blake Griffin, despite the pedigree of the name. He just isn't that player anymore. Griffin is 81st over the course of the season in points leagues, but in a category league, I'd be happy to move on. Delon Wright was pretty poor, two points, but he had two steals and two assists. But yeah, hard to really rely too much on Delon. If there isn't anyone, if there's any someone, if someone else that you want to grab on the waiver wire, I think that we can consider him a drop. For the Miami Heat, still no Jim Butler or Tyler Hero in this one. Bam Adebayo. Bam, 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 bam. Twenty-eight and eleven, five assists, two steals, and a block. Sell absolutely high on Bam Adebayo. He just won't have the same offensive opportunities when Butler's back, so sell high. And Kendrick Nunn, 34 minutes, 18 and 5, three assists, two steals, and a block at him and sell him because there's yeah, Butler, Hero, and Bradley who will all be ahead of him in the rotation. And we saw he'd maybe get five scrap minutes most times, but that's a really, really good line from Nunn. Dunk Robinson hit six triples. He didn't do anything else, but he hit six of them. Well, Goran Dragic was the surprise starter, 22 points in 33 minutes and remains really good. Not the greatest night from Kelly Olenek, and we know what he does. He has these stretches where he's awesome, and then he falls off off, and then you have to see whether he can maintain the trust of the coaching staff. 25 minutes is all right. Nine points, three rebounds, two blocks. I'd still probably hold with him, but it wasn't great. Well, Casey Okpala started. He played four minutes, and that was it. Mo Harkless played 30 minutes and had some good defensive moments in this game, but it's really, it's impossible to trust Mo Harkless. Also, by the way, drop Precious Achua. What are we doing here? Eight and five in 30, uh, 13 minutes. He is not uh, remotely close to being a 12-team league player. All right, let's Take a look at the the last game of the night here. It was the Golden State Warriors with a come-from-behind victory against the Lakers. They win it 115-113 in the end. Um, some pretty interesting performances, but the number one uh, performance we want to look at from the Golden State Warriors' point of view is the play of Kelly Oubre. Of course, he's been much maligned all season and put up a, a really big performance. And... That's it's great. 37 minutes, 23 points, two steals, two blocks, two triples, which is known as a Richie Bano. Two for two, two, two. 50% shooting. He was never going to continue to shoot this poorly. He still only hit 25% of his threes, but this is why we wanted to stick with him because we knew the talent hadn't gone away completely. Um... Yeah, it is. Look, I think the most encouraging thing is the fact that he played 37 minutes. And that's something we talked about, or I talked about, and you listened to me talk about it, by saying that I think if the shots go in, the minutes will come back up. It's not like he's just going to stick at 25 minutes a game regardless. But And th- that was rewarded here. Steph Curry had 26 points with seven assists. He was massive down the stretch. While Draymond had seven, eight, and nine in 31 minutes. And the triangle, Eric Pascal, 19 points in 19 minutes, really excelling as a small ball center. But the fact that he's excelling as a small ball center, Draymond Green plays as a small ball center. Kavon Looney's there as the center. Means that uh, Blunty, James, we- James, James Wiseman. Where are you now? 
Where are you now? Indeed. Now, he did have 5,000, this one, uh, Wiseman, but played only 13 minutes, had four points and three rebounds. He's the 175th ranked player this season. In a shallow league, it's really hard to justify holding on to Wiseman. Yes, they want to develop him, but at what cost? He's not a player that's contributing to wins, and I think you'll find that dropping him probably helps your fantasy team. Uh, Wigo had 18 points on 64% shooting. For the Lakers, Anthony Davis is coming home pretty strong. 17 and 17 with seven assists, two steals and three blocks outside of that piss poor shooting. Well, Dennis Schroeder started off red hot, ended up with only 25 points, which is great. But considering he had like you know 14 points in eight minutes or something like that, you would have hoped for a little bit more. This is a massive sell high to me for Schroeder, 25 and five. And the same goes for the table, Montrez Harold. These guys are not inside the top 120 this season, and you might be able to get top 120, or top 100 players back, 17 and eight for Harold. While the future MVP, Cole Kuzma, is still rostered in an extraordinarily large amount of leagues. 15 and 10 in 25 minutes has no business being in a 12-teamer. While LeBron James eh, struggled again, 19, five and five on 40% shooting. 63 from the line. He is not a top 25 player this year, amazingly. KCP had an off night. His numbers were always set to dip. He had four points in his 23 minutes. Let's have a look now at the top added players over the last 24 hours. Gary Trent was up by 32%, and he absolutely shit the bed today. I think if you did add him today is the anomaly. He'll be better than that, but we all know the restrictions with Trent. There is only two games on tomorrow, so if you wanted to drop him to get someone in to play from that Thunder uh, Nuggets or Pelicans or Jazz game, by all means do it. Xavier Tillman up 26%. I thought he was serviceable as the starting center and will continue to do that until Valanchunas is back. Emmanuel quickly was up 24%. I've given so many thoughts on him. I don't need to talk about that too much. Lou Dort up 12% on the back of having six deals, which of course has no chance of being a regular occurrence. I think he's fine. As a back-end 12-team league guy, be better streaming it. But the thing with Dort is at least he plays on Tuesday, so you're going to get a game out of him. And then Naz Reed up 12%. I'm not convinced that he is a must-roster 12-team league player. On the drops, Tyus Jones down 16%. Now, he did close the game for the Grizzlies today, but I still don't think there's any need to hold him in a 12-teamer. Down, uh, That's supposed to say down 14% there for Precious Achua. He's down. That makes no, makes no problem with dropping him. MC Hamadou Diallo down 14%. I would add him back just for Tuesday's game, but he's not a regular 12-team league guy. Maxi's down 12%, and then DeAnthony Melton down 10% and did not even play today. And yeah, not a 12-team league rosterable player. The line of the night goes to Zach Levine. What a performance from Levine. On a back-to-back, 37 minutes, 33, 4-7, two steals and a block. He is the 10th-ranked player so far this season, just putting up big number after big number. And this is a real bounce back from Levine after that performance on Sunday against the Mavs where he was really poor. But he has been absolutely fantastic. I think he can finish the season as a top 20 player. He shot 69% here. He's averaging 27 Four or two, five and five actually one and a half steals on fifty and eighty six, which is a true shooting of sixty four. Now there is some room for that to fall. He's at sixty percent from two, so there's going to be some level of regression. But he has been absolutely amazing. I'm not doing a rookie of the night because there was actually no good rookies performing at all. It would have been Devin Vassell's six points was probably the best performance of the day. So let's move straight in now to talk DFS for the two game slate on Tuesday. 
The first of these two games we take a look at, the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are nine and a half point favorites here, and the total is 219.5. No Michael Porter for Denver, no Al Horford for Oklahoma City. He should be back soon, though. He is dealing with, uh, what dealing with, he is celebrating the birth of his child. Value-wise on Fangio, uh, I don't know. Isaiah Roby, 4,500. He's fouled out the last two games. He should get another start at 4,500. He's probably one of the best options there. While Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic, we've got to look at him, of course. $11,500 is a lot. And you have to find a lot of cheap guys to go around him, which you might be able to do on this slate, but he is going to be the best performed player for sure. Paul Millsap at 47 is a bit of a flyer type, while Gildas Alexander at 86, I reckon is boring on a little bit too high, but obviously he exceeded that last game with 56 Fangio points. I like Baisley down at 5,200. I like that especially because of how far they've dropped his salary. I don't like what he's been doing production-wise, but that's not bad, as is Lou Dort. Bort? Oh, come on, Bort? Mommy, mommy, buy me a license plate. No, come along, Bort. Are you talking to me? No, my son is also named Bort. 4,800 for Doughty. He's averaging 23 over the last five. That includes a 51-point performance. So it gives you an idea of how shit some of his recent games have been. But on a slate where there are so few options, he's at least worth a look. And I think if we want to look for a cheap guy, PJ Dozier, 3,900, no Michael Porter, average of 21 over the last five games. He should be able to get you value there and maybe even push to 30, which he did in the last one. You could look at Jermichael Green or Monty Morris. They're a little bit more expensive, 44 for Green and 48 for Morris. MC Hamadou Diallo's at 45, eh. Bit of an upside pick, and that's it. While Kendrick Williams is Ken Rich Williams, sorry, at 3,800 is another guy that probably won't be rostered in a huge amount of spots, but given the opportunity, he can rack up stats, especially those ever valuable defensive numbers. The second game is the Pelicans and the Jazz. The Jazz are six point favorites. The total here is 217.5. Lonzo Ball is questionable. He's missed the last two with that knee tendinopathy. Actually, might even be the last three. It is the last three. And Joe Ingles is questionable. He's missed the last three as well with his Achilles issue. Rudy Gobert's at 8,500. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Um. I think it's probably too much for Gobert. There is an opportunity here for him, but I don't love it at that price. Lonzo's at 55, which would be an interesting tournament play if he is ready to go, while Bogdanovich at 5,000 is an okay cash guy. Don Mitchell's at 82. He's Don. He's good. And he's playing fine. He's just playing like a $7,700 guy, so that's why I'm not into him. I'd much rather take the upside of Brandon Ingram at 8,400 and Zion Williamson's floor at 7,800. Zion's lowest score over his last five. 37 Fangio points. So really, really strong floor there. Uh, Alexander Walker's at 49. He's been beaten that number the last three games. Um, but yeah, the worry you have there is Lonzo out. If Lonzo, no, if Lonzo in, if Lonzo's out, then I'm all for Alexander Walker there. Bledsoe at 55 is more of a Lonzo out play as well. And Jordan Clarkson all the way up at 6,300. I'd only be interested in Clarko if Ingles does happen to sit. That's it. There's only the two games on. That will do it for me today, guys. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Hit the bell for notifications. Um, tomorrow, there won't be a pregame show for those of you who watch it on YouTube. No pregame show tomorrow. There's only the two games there. Weird late starting games, so no pregame show tomorrow. But you still get the other shows cracking on. Guys, uh, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. So yeah.